3: The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18-plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: Good evening. Welcome to Leicester Fan TV. My name's Phil. We're live. It's Wednesday night. If you're watching us live, get your questions in. Get your comments in. We're going to be joined very, very shortly by Jordan Stewart, who is in somewhere slightly sunny, although i tell you what, it's been gorgeous here in Leicestershire today. He's somewhere slightly warmer. Get your questions into Jordan if you want to ask him anything you want. No holds barred. This is your Leicester Fan TV show. Yes, like I say, good evening, we are live on Facebook, Twitter, Periscope, uh, huge, oh, you name it, we're live everywhere tonight, streaming, so get your questions in, as ever, follow us on Leicester Fan TV, if you get comments in, if you're watching live, that's great, I can say hello to you, just like Matty Bond, who's watching, good evening, Matty, how are you, where are you in the world today, Matty, um, Peter is watching, good evening, Peter, Adrian as well, oi oi, he says, Mick Bell, how are you, Mick, I was having a little chat with Mick earlier while we were watching a bit of live uh, TV, On um, on uh, Facebook earlier, Adrian as well. What's with the subtitles? We can get them in. And John Squires, Dave Felstead, Rob. So many of you getting your comments in. Get your questions in for Jordan. He's going to be with us so shortly. If you're watching this live, please like and share it wherever you are. It really helps us retweet it. Give us a love heart, whatever you want. If you're listening back on playback or iTunes or SoundCloud, welcome to the show as well. Let's bring in Jamie live from sunny Spain.
1: Jamie, how are you? Keeping all. How The devil are you? Had to move inside again because the dogs outside are a little bit noisy. So, I thought you're going to say what? it's too hot out there and you've had to come into the air con. It is a bit warm, but the dogs are going a bit mad again. So, I thought I'd leave him alone this time. Right, should we introduce him then? Should we yeah, start bringing him on? Right, Jordan Stewart, he was academy lad. Uh, he came in the academy from uh in July of '98. His first signed pro in March of 2000. It uh, was there for about five years. I thought he was there for a bit longer than that. He was there for about five years. He left for Watford. Uh, 125,000. While he was there, he um, won the Young Player of the Year in 2000-2001. He scored the first goal at the Walker Stadium, but we all know Brian Dean thinks he got the first goal, the first official goal. So we'll have to, have, we'll have to ask him about this, who he thinks he has got the proper first goal there. That's, that's the first question. Games. Go on. Yeah, he played 127 games and he scored six goals. So I think we ought to bring him on and ask him about who got the official goal.
2: Here he is, Jordan. Welcome Hi, Jordan to
0: the before, before you even go into it, it was me. Okay.
1: <laughs> well, we had Brian Dean on the other week and he was saying, no, it's me. I got the first official goal. <laughs>
0: they always told me to respect my elders, so I'll give it to
2: him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, Jordan, in fairness, you did actually score the first ever goal at the Walker yeah. Stadium, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I scored and I was. I remember I was doing uh when I was in Leicester, uh, I think it was last last winter. Uh, they asked me about it and I was, I was saying that I remember when Trevor Benjamin tried to tried to steal it off the line. So, um, luckily enough, he was too slow. So, I managed to, I managed, especially when it was with the header as well, which is very uncommon for me. Was
1: it a <laughs> back post header, wasn't it? Was it a back post yeah, header, if yeah, I remember rightly? Yeah.
0: Crossed it and then headed it back across the goal. I didn't even like. Technique of like heading back across the goal is definitely not me. So I just <laughs> try to contact it, especially with my head. If I'm if I'm sweating, it just skids off normally. So. <laughs> well, to I be fair, hard.
1: we we spoke to Big
2: Trev. We spoke to Big Trev in the last show, Jordan, and he didn't he didn't try and claim that goal then. Do you think he's let go no, of that one now? Yeah, it's
0: probably for about that, back. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think you forgot about a few things, to be fair, aren't you, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He, <laughs> remembered, he remembered all his celebrations, though, didn't he? He remembered all his <laughs> celebrations you did.
0: Yeah. yeah, me and him was involved in a couple as well, to be honest. <laughs> the,
1: the, to be fair, there
0: was a few strange
2: celebrations back there, wasn't there, Jordan?
0: Yeah, there was, there was, there was, it was a funny time because um, I remember I was on Twitter the other day and I was talking to um, Paul Dickov and I was saying to him that uh like he always used to try and get involved and try and stop me or benji from like celebrating so it used to be funny
2: <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't the master of uh celebrations mr Dickoff. then
0: no no he's just no like Alex <laughs> the, one, yeah, yeah, the, the one hand one just one yeah 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 keep
2: proper old school none of this like would you, jordan yeah, would exactly. you now be doing you'd be doing all this stuff would you like the tottenham lads and that
0: I don't
1: know. <laughs> Mind you,
2: I say that.
0: I can't, I
1: can't that. do that belly one. So, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. That, I can't do
1: that, no. However, no, yeah, that. Uh, to, to be fair, James
2: Madison, who plays for us now, certainly uh, him and Ben Chilwell have got a, a few hand gestures going on, haven't they, Jamie?
1: It's,
0: it's
1: all changed. I don't think it's hand gestures. It's hand celebrations. Let's just get the right words out there. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Whatever you want to, to call it,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about something different, I think. There,
0: yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. taking corners a away game, <laughs> 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 and
2: he wasn't me. <laughs> <one, did he? laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, I
1: can show you now. I oh, know, oh, dear. <laughs> Right, should I get the ball rolling and ask the proper question now? Yes. <laughs> right. Hold on a minute. Okay, then. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Right, let's go back properly now to when, you, to, to when you first started. You've made your debut when you were 17 against West Ham, and then you played against Chelsea in the FA Cup a week later. Being a 17-year-old, what was it like making you first, in the Premier League and in the, like, the, the world's best cup competition?
0: It was it was surreal to be honest because I remember the, the year before my first year YTS, yes, um, I didn't really have a great first year. Like I was I was growing at the time and I couldn't really control my body. Um, everyone used to call me Bambi like Dave Nishin uh, never had to <laughs> rest his soul. Yeah, they always used to make, make fun of me because I'd always be like slipping over and that. So then going into the second season, I had to to kind of progress and then eventually start training with the first team. And then at the time we had a probably about 12, 13 injuries. Um, so it was the next, the the, the reserves, me, Danny Thomas, uh, a few of us, uh, Tommy Goodwin. Started training with the first team. And then I remember we, we travelled um, a couple of times. And then obviously West Ham at home told me I was in the squad, get in the room, and then my name's on the, on the subs bench. So excited just to be on the bench. And then warming up. And then I remember Steve Wolf would call me down to to go and warm off, uh, well, to come on the field so I remember like jogging down and people down the side and everyone was like yeah yeah and like my heart's like in my neck like <laughs> super scared um, and then like mine on was just like listen just give me lots of energy Like, and I, was play- I used to play midfield there um, back in the day um, so he just said give me lots of energy like back and forth back and forward um, and as soon as I got on just like everything I'd kind of been worrying about just like vanished I just just started playing so it was h- surreal and then Obviously, as you said, week after, playing against like Deschamps, George Weyer, <laughs> these type of players. You know what I mean? It's it, it was surreal, but at the same time, super exciting.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've got a,
0: got a question here from uh,
2: Andrew. Andrew says, who influenced your career, Jordan? Who was the biggest influence in your career? There's probably a few, but who stands out?
0: Um, I think footballer wise, it probably have to be John Barnes. Um, when he was at Liverpool. He, was a, he, was, he used to play left wing and obviously I used to play left wing for my like Sunday team. Um, so I always used to like try and emulate him, like, do step over and that kind of stuff. And then mm. as I got a bit older, um, the Brazilian Ronaldo, like he's still my favourite. I still say he's the best player in the, that's ever ever played football. So um, I'll probably say those two. And then obviously my parents, they like took me everywhere, um, took me to all my training sessions at Moore Heath when I was at Aston Villa and took me to all my games. So, Without, without those um, Saturdays and Sundays, cold or, or warm, um, I would never be uh, here today. <laughs> Jamie? And,
1: yeah, I was going to say, Andy Mester, Andy Meadows has asked the question I was going to ask in a slight, slightly different way. Who's the best manager that you played under at Leicester? I think it was five, wasn't it? I think it was Martin O'Neill, I think, I think Taylor. But Was it six? I
0: think, go through the list. Oh,
1: I... Oh, I, I was going to say Martin O'Neill, yeah. Peter Taylor, yeah. Dave Bassett, Mickey yeah. Adams and Craig Levine. Well, wasn't, unless,
0: wasn't he like caretaker for a bit?
1: Oh, he had a bit of yeah. I never thought. I didn't, yeah, I didn't put him down on the list. I forgot about him actually being caretaker at the
0: time. He didn't really do much, but like.
1: <laughs> so all right, then, after the five after the five proper bosses, who was your who was your favourite manager? Uh
0: Martin O'Neill. I think just his man management. He didn't re- he, he hardly took training sessions, but just his presence and. Um, is his excitement for like if you if you do well it always you'd always feel like the best player um but it, it was weird because i say that but in, in the same breath you'd be walking down the the corridor and, and a and training session or just after a training session and just like walk straight past you
2: he <laughs> 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 was a straight he was an interesting character was he
0: yeah like for me i, I like I, I love my love my time with him um and then Peter taylor as well because he was kind of different. He was more like buddy buddy. Like we could like I could talk. I felt like I could talk to him more, and he was more of like that the, the coach feel. Um, whereas like Martin O'Neill was more of like the the manager. Like Saturday is his day kind of thing. Um, so I probably said a mix of those two.
2: Very different techniques between Peter Taylor and Martin O'Neill than Jordan.
0: Oh uh, yeah, like like I said, Steve Walford used to take most of the sessions uh, when Martin O'Neill was there, and then uh, Martin used to come out. Um, probably like the last last 30 minutes to to watch training whereas like Pierre Taylor who take a lot of sessions and that was obviously new to me and then we do like games and that kind of stuff so there's a, there's a there's a change of like how players perceived each each uh, coach or each manager
2: Jamie I've got a question here from Merco Merco watches all the way yeah. in Holland <laughs> uh we both met Mirko down at the King Power uh, he says Jordan what was your highlight at- in your time at Leicester? What was the best I'd moment?
0: Probably, I'd probably say the season we got promoted after we got relegated. Because a number of factors, like we went into administration. Um, there was a lot of, yeah. lot of uh, scope on the, on, the, on the club at the time. Uh, obviously, Gary Neville and I mean, Gary Lineker came in with his like, consortium and helped, helped out, um, like build the club back up. We just was moving into a, a new stadium. And then to get relegated, and then to have all that pressure uh, players deferring money and potential of like people losing jobs around not only the, the stadium but in the front office as well. So it was kind of important for us to, to try and get back promoted. So, um, we obviously the club made more money, and just the way we did it was we just from this from the, the jump, right? We just kept going and kept going. And at first, we was having meetings with the PFA, and we were saying, Oh, like, we don't want to do this, don't do that, and then eventually we realised the how severe it was. So um, I, I would say that that season kind of stands out for me as well, especially scoring the header and against Brian.
2: Yeah, Rob says here, Rob says two promotions, two relegations in your time at Leicester. To, yeah. He says favourite promotion season out of the two. I think he's just answered that one. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> but it was at the time, it was the typical yo-yo Leicester that we, we all sort of knew for, for all our watching time.
0: Yeah. It, it, and no one ever wants to get like relegated, but then if you can get promoted straight after, it, it just it's yes, a bit of fruit, right. So um it, <laughs> at the time, at the time, it sucked. But obviously, getting promoted again, it's it's always a great feeling.
2: I know, as a fan, there's been some seasons back back around that time when we weren't quite the Premier League seemed a bit a bit too tough for us, and there was times watching some of it as a fan. I shouldn't say it, but I'd like. I think I'd rather be at the top of the ch- of the Championship than struggling this much in the Premier League
0: yeah I think with the Championship as well there's so many more games so as a fan you get to kind of watch your team and if they're, if they're doing well it feels like you're, you're embracing it more right
2: yeah
1: absolutely Jamie yeah uh, you scored a few goals for, for Leicester you've already talked about the one the Brighton one uh, yeah. what, would you, which one of them goals you scored would be your favourite goal I, I think you scored you scored six altogether while you were with yeah. us
0: yeah um... Probably, it sounds weird, the goal against uh, Rotherham, where I scored with my right foot.
1: <laughs> oh, you're right. I'm sure you're going to say the Man City away one.
0: Oh, well, obviously scoring in the Prem is, is, a, is a big deal. And obviously at Man City and, and there, I think they've not long had the stadium the Etihad, at Etihad. But just for me, just if you've ever trained with me or ever like played with me, or people you've asked, like they'll tell you how bad my right foot is. So, <laughs> so for me to even attempt to quit inside and to like <laughs> bend this ball into the top, bit, <laughs> <laughs> so it's, for me, I find enough to laugh about it. Like, if if I used to ask me, okay, favorite goal goal, then I would say the, the Man City one. But just for me personally, just to be able to score with my right foot, I'd have to say that one against Bravo.
2: Joanna asks, what was it like going through the city on a promotion bus? <laughs> it was,
0: it was surreal because of so many people there, like, and when I was like, still, I am still young and you, you don't really know the, the scope of how much it means to the fans, right? You, you see them there around, around Leicester. I used to live in Leicester, um, but just the joy in people's faces of, of going through that tough time and then. Showing everyone that we're going back to the Premier League, it's it's surreal. And obviously, we was all celebrating, all, all drinking as well. So, um, it, was a, it, was a great, it was a great day and night.
2: A good night, was it, Jordan? Was it? Yeah,
0: day, day and night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then day and night. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I just want to take you back about, I think it was about nine months to the beginning of that season. You played Millwall away at the New Den. Yeah. Now, what was it like playing there after
0: what happened in the summer with Dennis Wise? Was it a bit tasty? Yeah, I remember in the game. Like, I remember one time I, I think I tackled Wisey, and then he like trying, he like like stumped on me, and I was like, I was like super angry, and then just, just from there, it was kind of obviously a big, a big heat from what happened before, right, in the summer, Um, so. We wanted to get the win, yeah, but it was one of them ones where it almost felt kind of personal. Uh, yeah, I did it. And then, like I said, I was I was young at the time, so a lot of the older guys, like uh, Matt Elliott and Jerry Taggart, and those kind of the things, they was kind of like probably more upset about the whole situation than maybe I kind of like knew um, more than them. So I think at the time it was just it just it just felt more personal. Um, but obviously now it's it's worn at the bridge. Um, like I don't it's know. history of the club. Yeah, it's it's one of them things, and what what happened wasn't right. Um, but I don't think you can kind of like dwell on those kind of type of things, and you have to kind of like just take the positives and and carry on from it.
2: I, I... I've got yeah. quite a few questions for you, Jordan. There's uh, the, there's a mix of them from lots of fans. I'll put some on screen while you're answering this. A lot of people want to know about your time. You've, you're in the states now, aren't you? You, yep. you told us just before you came on. You're in California, aren't you?
0: Sunny California.
2: Which yeah. isn't, Jordan. Is California nicer than Leicester? <laughs> Come on.
0: It's sunnier. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: it's been today, is, isn't it?
1: Steph Fox is in the same place. Steph Fox is in the same place isn't he? California. No,
0: he's, in, uh, he's in North Carolina. He's oh, North Carolina. North Carolina. Oh, right. On East, he's on the East Coast. Ah, right. Well, I... uh, lot... yeah, California's a lot... nice. Obviously, there's, there's beaches and that uh, not and... too far away, so it's.
2: Because you obviously played in what was the MLS, I guess, with. And now I'm not. I'm going to say this wrong. San Jose Earthquakes. Is that right?
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. So how was <laughs>
2: how did that all occur then? You played over seventy games, I think, for them.
0: Yeah, it was, it, was, it was crazy because I, I remember this. I think it was the summer of 2012. I was playing in a charity tournament with Deon Dublin and Darren Hookerby. And Hookerby was just saying, Oh, like, what are you doing? And I told him I didn't have a club and obviously I will not mind going playing in America. And then he had a contact, Frank Yallop, who was the, the coach at the time at San Jose. So we, I got his number, reached out to him, and he told me to come over just to kind of have a feel. So I went over for like 10 days. Uh, played a couple games for like the reserves, like, like loved it. Obviously, July it's, it's super uh, super weather, so <laughs> couldn't complain. And then um, he tried to sign me, just couldn't agree terms. And then the assistant manager at the time then became the manager the next year. So then he he asked if I wanted to come over, and I jumped at the chance because I'd always wanted to kind of finish my career if I could. In America because I've always wanted to, to live here after my after my career ended in, in some shape or form so um, when I got the opportunity to play I knew that was going to be like the last leg of my journey even though and, it wasn't a case of being me just going there to be on holiday it's kind of just
2: 70 odd goes for San Jose and then um, Phoenix which I take it is that in Phoenix
0: yeah so, so no so San Jose is in California and Phoenix yeah. is in Arizona so yeah I thought I was going to retire after I left San Jose, and Frank Gallup was then the GM at Phoenix, told me to come down. Uh, it was it was luckily when they have the Waste Management Golf Tournament, uh, which is like one of the the biggest tournaments in America, over like 200,000 people over the weekend. So he kind of wooed me that way, and then. Probably like just as I was getting on my flight, he says, "I oh, said, so you want to sign?" <laughs> 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 after, after, after three or four days in Scottsdale, I was already, I was already ready to die for free.
1: <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Just, just, going back, just going back to your Leicester bit, Chris Cambiaso Ball. I think he's a fan of the Magic Man. He says, "Under Peter Taylor, what was the feeling of, of, in the club when uh, Roberto Mancini came in?" That must have, been, having a player like him, must have been yeah, absolutely fantastic he, he wasn't,
0: to train he to with. There for Too long was he? I
1: think
2: it was only in like,
0: five games, was like five games or something like that. <clears throat> yeah, for me, like I'd always known they'd been a great player. Um, <clears throat> I think maybe he struggled with like how the maybe the Premier League or maybe Leicester was at the time. Uh, maybe things were different. Because um, reading back, I remember him saying he's still from that experience. That's why he loved the the Premiership. Um, but maybe just in a in a on a, a sideline card role rather than actual playing. So uh, I mean because was... was he was he living with Bobby Savage? Is that right? Did he live with Bobby Savage? I don't know, but that if he was, that uh, explains a lot of things.
1: <laughs> I've, I've read something or heard something, he said he lived with Bobby Savage to start off with. And I was thinking, God, that maybe. must be a nightmare living with him.
0: Yeah, so imagine imagine them two fighting over the brush. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But uh, what, was it, what was it like to play in Greece? Just talking like you've been in the States, you've played in Greece. I can't pronounce the name of the team. I've tried, but I can't <laughs> Skoda, pronounce it.
0: Skoda Zanthe is their name. Skoda Zanthe. Yeah, it was...
1: That it was, t- was
0: turmoil like, there
1: a bit, wasn't there?
0: Yeah, because it was just as the economy was kind of like spiraling, especially like with Greece and, and Spain and Portugal and those kind of type of countries with the Euro. So, like in the beginning, it was fine. And then... I think it was after Christmas, like we stopped getting like paid on time. Um, and then we'd have to, if we wanted to leave the town and go to like, say to Athens or whatever, we'd have to go to like the sporting director to get like permission. <laughs> I can't remember how old I was at well, the time. I'm, like a, I'm like, I'm a big man. Like I'm not gonna be asking someone if I can like- Go, go out. Yeah, Like, I'm, like <laughs> I'm 12, I see my mom, can I go to the shop to get, to get a pair of, of drops? <laughs> yeah. So it was, it was, it was good. Like Greece is a place, like food, uh, the people, like the, the place was, was fantastic. But just the way the kind of up ran, and obviously you hear a lot of stories of people going to to Greece and or Cyprus or those type of countries. It's some way, shape, or form, it, it doesn't work out, and it's mostly financial.
2: Yeah, I've got a question. Uh, pulling it back again, Rob asks uh, a simple question for you, Jordan, Filbert Street. Or the Walker's Stadium.
0: Uh, I'd probably say Walker's, probably because just because I played more games there, so just it just felt more like home. Whereas like Filbert Filbert Street just reminds me of like being a YTS and even even when I was playing, I'd have to I'd have to play the game and then I'd have to help like so can- really, yeah. Did can- do, you still there now? I'd Did you kind of like sweep up and help out, uh, put dry the kit and all that?
2: And did you have a senior pro that you had to like look after? Is that their apprenticeship sort of work? Used yeah, to clean I the boots had, and that.
0: I had Larry Dudfield and who else did I have? Oh, I can't remember his name. I oh, think two, two, two of the young pros big, I had. Larry Dudfield. Uh, I think I had I think I had a meal for a year. Neil but Lennon. It, was, it, it used to be funny because we'd obviously before the the pros got in, we'd obviously clean, make sure the boots are dry and pulling by their place and sometimes the pros will come in and you hear someone's name get called <laughs> obviously swearing at the time and like throwing their <laughs> boots back and saying boots ain't clean or they, they're dry they're too dry it was a process man. and it's for me it was good because even when I was when I was even say for instance when I was going to the Chelsea game after I'd already played for played against West Ham I'd be on the bus but I'd, I'd have to start at the front and work my way all the way back to see if anyone wants tea or coffee. So obviously, by the time I got to the back, like the coaches and that, the front wanted another one. So like, <laughs> T boy, <laughs> I was constantly like up and down, up and down, like just even... serving drinks. And then after the game, even I'm
2: though like, you're going to play,
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which for me, I, I felt like it, it helped, and because a lot of the guys were were. Probably like in the early thirties, so they kind of gave me guidance. I used to live in the same complex as Brian Dean, so he was kind of my my mentor at the time. Um, so I had all these like great people around me to kind of like help educate me of, of how football works, not only on the field but also off it. So I had a, I had a kind of I had a I had a good uh, foundation of, of people to help me along the way, especially at Leicester.
2: Is that missing a bit, do you think, in the modern game, Jordan? The, the, the fact that young lads now who are 14, 15, 16, sometimes when they're 15 or 16 and never played a first-team game, they've effectively almost made it financially.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult. I don't want to say it's right or wrong, but I just think you, you learn a lot from, from that process. It's kind of like over in America, right, where you have these kids at high school going to college, <clears> and they're <throat> the best. So when they, when they get to the pro level, everyone has that ego already whereas for me I couldn't have I wasn't able to have that ego because in a day I'm still sweeping the floor even if I scored or whatever so you always feel more grounded um so I wouldn't say it's right or wrong but just for me felt like it was it was a good educational experience
1: yeah Jamie yeah I was going to say Brad's asked a question you had a couple of injuries while you were at Leicester one of them was dislocated your shoulder he it just he's just asking did you ever get over that or do you still have problems with it now
0: so I had surgery on both shoulders. I, I done my <clears> first one against Fulham, and the one where you're saying against Norwich. Um, I remember it's like it's my left one. I was just went to to try and nick the ball in front, and just literally like popped out. and I knew straight away. Um, then had surgery straight away. I, was, I think I was out for like three months. And then when I went to Watford, it used to come out a couple of times, and then I used to just wear like a strap. But over time, just doing a bunch of exercises, it was it was fine. I kind of like. <clears throat> Find out how to like do the judo role and all that kind of stuff so <laughs> <laughs> instead, of just, instead of just pushing that straight so
2: uh, Andrew asks you um, are you still working in football and and if not what are you up to at the moment Jordan
0: uh, so um, I'm working on a few things my, my friend Nick Swinman uh, who's the founder of Zappos that I met during my time at Santas earthquake sees he has a, he has a business and has a few different concepts one obviously super villains, um, Yeah, which is kind of a platform for apparel, uh, partnerships, where it's with eSports or traditional sports. And so we kind of like embrace the, the villains in, in all sport. A prime example, someone like Michael Jordan. Like if he wasn't on his team, everyone hated him. But if he was on his team, you loved him. Someone that yeah. left, uh, probably would be like Robbie Savage. That yes. Everyone, yeah. Everyone, everyone always just say, oh, Robbie Savage, like we hate him, but... If you know him and you're around him, like, he's a great yeah. person to be around. Um, and we kind of just kind of embrace that and kind of showcase that you don't have to, to be this clean cut person to be successful. And yeah, you might be, might be a bit different, but um, you can still find your own path with, with kind of just being yourself and kind of growing as a person rather than just thinking that you have to be some type of way to, to gain into the, to the pro world.
2: What were you saying before we came on? to me about heroes and villains. You need a, a villain to make a good yeah, hero you need a as well. a
0: villain to, to ultimately have a hero, right? So um, we're all super villains in our own way, shape or form. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> One or the other. Yeah, um super, super
0: villains and obviously dozen boxing, which is a – it used to be a gym, but now because of the, the COVID stuff, we're turning it into an online platform. So those are the two main things we focus on at the minute.
1: Fantastic, OK. My mate's, my, mate's, my mate's going to kill me because he always says, why don't you ask a question that I put on? So, Smacker, Pete McIntosh. So, you've got this one, Pete. Who was the t- hardest player that you've played against in any of your, any of your time?
0: Uh, Robert Perez. Robert Perez when I was at Leicester. I remember it was my full debut. Pete Taylor was a manager. He was playing three-five-two, and I was playing left wing-back against Lauren and Perez. And I remember at half-time, he was one of the hardest days first of all, of the year. And then I remember at halftime, I felt so, like, dizzy and just disoriented. I had to, like, put my feet in, like, a... Uh cold uh bucket of water and have like <laughs> dave really still with the physio there and told him to like bring me a bunch of jelly babies just to eat <laughs> 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 them two was just running rings around me like uh-huh. over my head. i think i was on showboat the next week so <laughs> <laughs> like what against you yeah <laughs> yeah well it definitely wasn't me the show to
1: <laughs> and also where were you or what did you feel when Leicester won the premiership were you still were you in america or were you back over here or oh, back over the uk
0: Yeah, no, i was in america it was it was kind of for me it was, i was i was because people was always asking me cuz my uh, affiliation with Leicester they were saying oh do you think they're going to do it and i was saying if they can get up to christmas and then get that period out of the way and still be at the top i think they can do it um i still think they had like a a smaller squad compared to rest but i just if everyone could stay fit during that during that period then i think they could then they could do it and Obviously ultimately they, they did which was which was fantastic for obviously the, the players, the, the club and also the the I line the, title, like, the city, Leicester. So it's for everyone involved and just knowing players and and people there, it's it was it was huge. So yeah, it was a great feeling.
2: I've got uh, I've got two last sort of questions for you here. What one of them is from me, which is how how painful was was it to pull on the Derby County shirt, Jordan? <laughs>
3: because <laughs>
2: <Well, laughs> it would we, hurt me
0: well it, I, was, I wasn't from Leicester so I know I was obviously West Midlands compared to East and yeah. during my time at Derby it started off great but then when Nigel Clough came in he, he went from bad to worse
2: so, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so we'll leave that one there uh, Andrew does ask
0: he said I think we know the answer to this but he
2: says who do you actually support who's your club is it is it Villa Chelsea. Chelsea. Oh, was it, was it Chelsea? Oh, Chelsea. We thought That's we
1: cool. thought you're a Villa fan.
0: No, after Villa, after I, they sent me a letter as a sixteen-year-old saying I've been released. Oh, <laughs> did they? <I>? There <laughs> you go. That's why. Yeah. So now, you... To be fair, growing growing up, he was like I said, John Barnes. So I used to like watch a lot of Liverpool. And then yeah. when I started playing, I didn't really support a team. And then when I when I turned pro, I remember the first time we played Chelsea. In, well, not one of, one of the first times, but we, there's a certain time when we played Chelsea, and a uh, drugman was playing and. I think he scored a hat-trick, and I was like, didn't really know much about this guy. And I was like, this guy, he seems like the same kind of build as me, maybe a couple inches taller, but he was just ragging people around. Beast, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, so from there, I kind of like started watching him and then just just snowboarding into being a Chelsea fan.
2: Fantastic. You didn't get his shirt that day, Jordan.
0: Oh, I was going to ask. Um, I've got his shirt, but I don't think it's from that game. <laughs> <laughs> Did he take
1: your shirt? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've got all mine at home. If anyone wants <laughs> to that,
1: Steph. Steph Oak said exactly the same thing. He said, "Oh, I, I asked them for theirs, but they did I said, Do "You want mine?" He went, "No, you're all right," and just walked off. That's <laughs> yeah, what Steph exactly. said. To... Yeah,
0: I never even took mine off to offer. I was like this <laughs> like, guy number, number fifty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Andy, we've got we'll just
2: about sneak this question in. Andy Medhurst says, "Do you that do you want Liverpool to win the league? What I guess this is a bit like. Are you hopeful that Premier League is going to be finished this season? I hope Get the it? Premier
0: League finishes. Um, yeah, I'd rather Chelsea win than, than Liverpool. To be honest. Um, yeah, but <laughs> if, if if Liverpool do win, it'll be great. They've got a great team. I love the the, the manager there. I think he's a great like man manager. Um, so if if they do win it, they deserve it. They they play exciting same football. Them and city <clears> yeah, <throat> for the past few years they've kind of they've kind of uh took it to another level basically. Are,
1: are you reading penis? Yes. Yeah, go on.
2: You read it go on, you read it out Phil. Wow. Kenny says, Jordan, have you not had a birthday since 2000? Because you haven't aged a bit, mate. Is is it that Uh, California? Is it the sun? Is it what lotion are you using? Come on. Talk us through your health regime. i
0: I'm not aged mentally
2: over. That's that's probably a place to leave it. I'm still thinking about hand celebrations. And we best not get back into that. Oh, yes. Yeah, uh, that's a good that's one. what you meant. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> let's not go there again. No, now. let's
2: not go there. Let's not go. Uh, the fans, Jordan, the Leicester fans, have loved having you on. Could you just say before you go, hello to uh, Mason, who is Brad Hunt's son.
0: Hello, Mason. I hope you had a good time uh, watching and, and listening to. To us old people speak about sport,
2: but <laughs> yeah, he's, he's his lad's probably going, What? Who 2000? Yeah, okay. Who was that? 2000, 12 years before I was born. Yeah, who's like, <laughs> that, that rummy talking?
0: I can't understand yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: brilliant Jordan listen it's been an absolute pleasure having you on good luck with supervillains and everything you do we'll make sure we like and share some of that as well Leicester fans have you got a Twitter that you want to shout out for people or, or Facebook page for them to go and follow your stuff yeah I've
0: got Facebook uh, supervillains.gg go and take a look and does unboxing um, I think the, the site's not up yet but it will be um, start of June so check those out
1: supervillains supervillains I think Says that's why vi- everyone thought it was do- Aston Villa fan
0: but
3: she's yeah. job. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant all right brilliant <laughs> jordan
0: br- thank you perfect thanks, thanks jordan
2: we'll much appreciated thanks a lot pal thank you
0: Stay wow
2: safe. thank you we cheers
1: will. absolutely brilliant to have jordan
2: brilliant. on there Another one. Another like. brilliant. fantastic
1: he's a great he's, lad he's, isn't he, he. These, uh, what how would you call it? These young, old players. <laughs> young pretty old players. Good, yeah. <laughs> Jordan, Trevor, Steph Oaks. They've been absolutely fantastic, Kevin. Some of yeah. the stories and comments they've come out with is brilliant. Fant-
2: yeah, it's been fantastic.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm still going oh, after it his- Go on. Yeah. Uh, Pete McIntosh, Macca, he just said, cracking show. I'll get you commenting eventually, Macca, so you keep watching from now on. Br- uh, we do Brad read says- people's comments out.
2: Thanks a lot. Danny says, great show. What a guy. Very funny. Uh, Rob says, thanks. A taste of home. He's Spot still on. in
1: Ecuador Guinea, isn't it?
2: He? Yeah, he's stuck out there. And Chris yeah. Ball is saying, great show as ever. So does Mirko. Thanks for all oh, your comments. Thanks,
1: Jamie. Who's up next? Next week, we've got a bit of an old, old school, Phil. I think it's even a little bit before our time, or just when we started. It's Neil Grucock. He played with Alan Young. He played with uh, Gary Lineker um he had a bit of top no he didn't play with keith weller it was there with jock wallace so we've got a bit of an old school show next wednesday night for you
2: proper old school i can remember that time jamie i know i don't look I that old just, but I, just. I am
1: it you must be the Alcudia son that makes me look young doesn't he look young though doesn't he not it doesn't look like he's aged
2: he's not uh, like me just like me jamie anyway thanks jamie the, yeah yeah i'll leave it there <laughs> We'll see you next week. See you all later. Cheers, Jamie. Cheers thanks all. for sorting that. Bye. Now, thanks everybody for watching. Thanks for getting all your comments in as ever. Uh, really enjoyed chatting there with Jordan Stewart. Don't forget to go and follow us on at Leicester Fan TV on Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube, LinkedIn, Periscope, Twitter. We're, we're on them all. And as ever, don't forget. Thanks to these guys for helping do what we do, which is emergency glazing services, pink vehicle leasing, Tiger Beer by Everards, ADT Taxes, Peter's Pizzas, the Fox's Arms, Hologram, Harlow Geek Life and the charity that we support, which is Bodie Hodges. Mostly thanks for all you guys for watching. My name's Phil. Please like and share this. This is Leicester Fun TV. See you next time.